This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So Elon Musk and Twitter have had some drama recently, and there's been a uh, uh, sort of a resurgence from Elon about buying Twitter, right? First, Elon joined the board of Twitter. Then he said he's going to buy the company. Then he backed out. Then he's getting sued. Now he wants back in. He wants to revive the original offer to buy Twitter for about $44 billion. And it's not clear what's going to happen about this court case over this deal, but it seems that Musk will eventually take control of the social media platform. So what might he do with Twitter? That's the question everyone's gonna ask. And why did he change his idea here? Why did he change his opinion on this? So it looks like there's a few things that we need to follow here. And one is that we've seen the judge kind of side with Twitter on this case. And it looks like they're showing that Elon Musk doesn't really have a way to win this. Musk and his lawyers try to push multiple times for the trial to be pushed back even further. But now it's happening earlier than he expected. And he wanted it earlier, uh, either next year or later this year. The judge kept saying no. It's not possible. It's not a good idea. Let's not do this. Let's get this over with. So it seems like the timeline fits in well with sort of the judge siding with Twitter on this one. And one of the things that comes out of this trial is a bunch of text messages. So Elon has been communicating with different people within Twitter, outside of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, etc. So it looks like Elon has been talking with a bunch of different people about a bunch of different things about this deal. And that's also a reason why he may have backed out of this court case and this lawsuit against Twitter. And now he's back in. He's just said, you know what? They got me. I'm jumping back in. Here's all your money. Let's find a way to make this work. In the terms of the deal, though, early April, Elon showed up. And he became the largest shareholder. And the company said, hey, you know what? We're going to give you a board on the seat of directors. And then he said, eh, I don't really want that. You know what I want? I want to buy the whole thing. He had a change of heart. And then he didn't really understand how many bots were on the channel or on the uh, platform. That's what he said. It's like, look, there's only 5% as according to Twitter, that there's 5% bots, that's it. And Elon thinks or thought at that point that there are a lot more than that. So Twitter said, you know what? Let's not deal with this. Elon backed out of the deal. Twitter sued him and said, hey, here's all the evidence we have. So the short version is, he said, I'm not gonna deal with it as well. And I'm gonna buy the company eventually. 
So he knew what was kind of happening. And he had these texts with Jack Dorsey. They had phone calls. And it seemed like Dorsey was leading Elon into fixing the company. Not just buying the company and keeping it going the way that it is, but pushing it in the direction that Jack thought that Elon would be agreeing with. And it seemed that the best way to fix the company would be to take it private because then you don't have to deal with outside influences. You don't have to buy time with stockholders and shareholders. You can just do your own thing, make your own decisions. And if they fail, they fail. And if they don't, well, you don't really have anybody to answer to. So if you keep it, if you keep the company private, Elon can do whatever he wants with it. And what are the things that he's been hinting at? And this would be a really big change in the future is if he took Twitter private and also added more to the platform. So one of the things that he suggested is something like WeChat. And WeChat is a platform that they use uh, mainly outside of the US. You can get it here in the US, but mainly they use it for pretty much everything outside of the US. Uh, you can do payments on there. There's a chat platform. You can send money to people. You can buy things. It's e-commerce ready. It, it's a pretty powerful platform. And those are the things that Elon was hinting at with his uh, with his chats with Jack Dorsey and other people um, during the time that he was thinking about acquiring Twitter. So moving forward, you know, if Elon goes through with his deal, if he doesn't back out again, people are saying that he's manipulating the stock as well. There's a few people that are saying, hey, um, if he does this, he's going to manipulate the stock even more. And he's going to profit from this. So he could say, you know what? I think I'm going to back out again. And then he's going to have to go to court again. But in the meantime, the Twitter stock has fluctuated and people have you know, not really trusted Twitter and the uh, shareholders just not happy with the overall outcome of it. And of course, they want to sell it because they want to make their money. I mean, wouldn't you want to make, if you invested a bunch of money in something, wouldn't you want to make a bunch of money back from it? Yeah, of course. That's why you buy the stock. And you also buy the stock sometimes because you believe in what's going to be happening with the company in the future. Now, Elon has said repeated times that he believes in absolute free speech, which means everybody should be talking about anything they want, anytime they want, wherever they want, whenever they want, as long as it doesn't harm other people, right? So as long as it doesn't initially harm other people or have the intent of harming other people, he thinks it's a good idea to let them speak. Uh, somebody that Elon was talking about was uh, President Donald Trump and ex-president Donald Trump was on the platform for a while uh, grew huge, huge over the time, and also was kicked off the platform. Elon would like to bring him back. He thinks that what Twitter did was, uh, you know, outside of the scope of what he believes is what Twitter is all about. And it's, it's a, a it's a meeting place for people to discuss ideas. So, with this new platform that he's thinking about building, with this WeChat platform, it's kind of everything. It's a bank. It's a communication platform. It's a forum for the public to voice their opinions. Um, it's, a, it's a place where you can have your family and friends join you. And if those people that were banned before are unbanned, 
and put back on the platform, some people said they're going to leave. And, you know, of course, you know, there's those times when something happens on every platform and everybody feels like they have to voice their opinion and say, hey, you know what? I'm sick of this and I am going to leave this platform. Now, the only people that are really important in that point are the users that have been there for a really long time, the people that believe in the platform and believe that uh, something horrible is gonna be happening to the platform. And the best way to do that is to wait and see, basically, because you really never know. You give it about six months and something drastic may have changed. You know, Maybe people on board the company, maybe a bunch of engineers leave because they believed in the mission. You know, some people find a job, find a career at a company because they believe in the mission of the company and not just to get a paycheck. You know, there are a lot of people that do it just for the paycheck, of course, but the people that are in there for the mission, those are the people that may step away. And there's some very talented engineers that may walk away from Twitter because of this. So, you know, and other people in, as well, not just engineers, but people in general that are working at Twitter, they could just be like, you know what? We don't believe in Elon's vision. We're all going to walk out. They could lose thousands of people over this. Who knows? But Elon also said, you know what? I'm not 100% down with the board of directors either. I don't believe in everything they stand for. And he doesn't see eye to eye with a lot of them. So the future of Twitter is kind of in his hands if this deal goes through. And, you know, the the... Court case is still looking like they have to go through it just to make sure that everything, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's. But it looks like Elon's going to be buying Twitter. And please let me know what you think, because I think it's a uh, it's kind of a catch 22 at this point. Who knows what's going to be happening with Twitter? Who knows what's going to be happening with Elon? And who knows what's going to be happening with the future of those employees that I was talking about a little bit earlier? Because. Those are the people. Once you leave, once you lose those people, it's going to be harder to bring in other people, onboard people, and teach them how the system works, get them up to speed, get it up and running, and then build something new. I think Elon. This is a long game for Elon. You know, this could be something that the business plan isn't just communication. Like I was saying before, a banking platform. You know, how much money do banks make? How much money do um, you know, decentralized cryptocurrencies make downstream. So say if you sell an NFT and everybody that buys that NFT after the first NFT was sold, you get a little chunk of that. There could be something like that involved with Twitter as well. There could be some blockchain stuff going on. So it could be the Wild West or it could be a very, um, very controlled platform in the future. And it could be, uh, maybe the next generation of communication on the internet as far as Twitter goes. Because right now, Twitter is basically for news and ideas. And if it becomes something else, where you share digital currency, where you share digital goods, the, um, the future of Twitter is uh, kind of in the hands of Elon and his crew that he's going to probably hire to, uh, he's going to bring in some very, powerful and influential engineers and people to run the business because he knows what he's doing and he's had so many so many successful companies spacex tesla etc in the past that you never know what he's going to be doing with the future of twitter 
So if you like this episode, please, please subscribe to the show. If you enjoy stuff about Elon and Twitter, please take a second and subscribe to the show because we do these things all the time. And if you're interested in Elon and SpaceX, we have a merch store, starshipshirts.com, where you can get all your Starship, SpaceX, NASA type. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And... If you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15 day, no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9 to 5 Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Merch, and it's only $16.99 per item. So please take a second, check that stuff out. And speaking of SpaceX and NASA, NASA and SpaceX teamed up to send the Crew 5 mission to the International Space Station. They launched to the International Space Station at noon on Wednesday from Launch Complex 39A at NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And the International Crew will serve as the fifth commercial crew rotation mission with SpaceX aboard the Orbital Laboratory. Now, SpaceX's Falcon 9 had a uh, Dragon Endurance spacecraft on top of it, and it went to orbit. And NASA astronauts to Coleman is the mission commander. Josh Casada is the pilot. JAXA, the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency astronaut, uh, Koichi Wakata, and the Roscosmos cosmonaut, Anna Kikina, are also aboard the Dragon. And they'll serve as mission specialists for their science expedition in microgravity aboard the International Space Station. Now, 
during this mission. Uh, Bill Nelson, who's the NASA administrator, said missions like Crew-5 are proof we are living through a golden era of commercial space exploration. It's a new era powered by the spirit of partnership, fueled by scientific integrity, and inspired by the quest for new discoveries. And during their stay aboard the International Space Station, Crew-5 will conduct more than 200 science experiments and technology demonstrations, which include studies on printing human organs in space and better understanding heart disease. And then while our eyes are focused upon the heavens, let us never forget these missions will also better life on Earth. So think about this. In the future, if we do have a space-faring uh, civilization and we do go to Mars and something happens along the way, you know, say if somebody needs a liver transplant and these initial steps, these are, you know, that's a pretty far distance away from here. Like we're not just going to learn about doing the, uh, the printing of human organs in space on this trip. And then the next trip, we're going to be able to transplant people's brains. It's not going to be like that. It's going to take probably decades before we can actually do anything worthwhile in space as far as this goes, because we're just learning that technology on earth. So taking that uh, Earth-based technology to space is one thing, but taking it to further space, meaning to something like the moon orbit, someplace like Mars, Jupiter, if we send people further, these are the initial first steps of making people multiplanetary. This is what Elon Musk's initial mission was with SpaceX, is to make life multiplanetary. He fears that someday something's going to happen, whether it's you know, an impact on Earth or who knows um, what could happen, like a giant tsunami or nuclear war or something like that. We need to get off this planet just in case something like that happens. And these are the steps that will get us to that place. Now, SpaceX and NASA are working together right now, as I record this, to dock the Dragon spacecraft to the International Space Station. They're docking this autonomously on the space-facing port of the station's Harmony module, and that'll happen around 5 o'clock. And NASA television, you can watch it all there on reruns. So if you want to watch it, which is pretty cool, it takes a couple hours for them to dock with the International Space Station, but it's pretty cool because they walk you through the whole process of docking a Dragon spacecraft, um, getting the people from inside the Dragon spacecraft into the space station, and that's a pretty substantial process because they have to dock, they have to make sure that the seal is tight, and they have to make sure that there's a soft seal, then there's a hard seal. So the soft seal is basically the initial time that the uh, Dragon capsule docks with a space station. There's like a small soft clamps that make sure that the Dragon stays in place. Then they do a hard clamp and make sure that everything is secure, very secure before they open up the airlock and depressurize and get all the pressure uh, at the same between the space station and the uh, Dragon capsule. So the, um, the mission going forward, there's 200 science missions, like I said before. Now, this is the sixth SpaceX, SpaceX flight with NASA astronauts, though. That's including the Demo-2 mission. Remember that? That was in 2020 to the space station. So it hasn't been that long since Demo-2. I was there for the Demo-2 launch. And it was amazing. It was pretty great um, crowd, great atmosphere. People were pretty excited about it. And 
Um, I'm sorry, I was there for the Crew 2 mission. I apologize, not the Demo 2 mission. So sometimes you get things a little bit wrong. The Crew 2 mission, also a good mission. <laughs> also a good mission. But it was pretty spectacular, and the crowd was pretty amazing for it. Demo 2, though. Bob and Doug, uh, they are the uh, the the uh, godfathers of this uh, crew. So they were up there first. Demo 2 was in 2022. That's only a few years ago. And now we're on to, this is the sixth mission to the space station for SpaceX. Crew 5, uh, they're going to spend several months aboard the space station conducting new scientific research in areas such as cardiovascular health, bioprinting, and fluid behavior and microgravity to prepare for human exploration beyond low Earth orbit. And this will also benefit life on Earth. And the International Space Station is a, uh, it's a critical, critical piece of hardware for NASA and the partners to understand and maximize the unique attributes of the microgravity environment, which means that someday we're going to be in microgravity. There's going to be a bunch of us out there. People think, you know, hundreds of people will be living and working in space at a time. Some people think there's going to be thousands. Elon thinks there's going to be a million people on Mars at some point. Now, is that during his lifetime? Probably not. You know, he's thinking 100 years from now, there's going to be a million people on Mars. And that's probably true in 100 years if we continue doing what we're doing now and moving people forward. Now, also, we have some Starship news. Starship is continuing on track to be the first orbital super heavy, super duper heavy rocket from SpaceX. Now, the Booster 7, it's in the testing phase again, heading down to the launch pad again so it can continue testing of its Raptor 2 engines. It's already tested seven of them. Now, there's 33 Raptor engines that need to be tested. So when it heads back down to the pad, there's a possibility that they do some spin prime tests, which basically, it's, think about this. They spin them up and prime them up, ready to fire them up, but they just don't fire them up. Right? They get them ready to go. They just don't fire them up. So that's what a spin prime test is. I believe there's going to be some more of those in the near future. And then there's going to be a static fire. We don't know how many Raptors are going to static fire at a time. Seven was pretty brutal to the area around Starbase. So we saw chunks of concrete flying. We saw all sorts of fire in the region. Um, there was a huge brush fire that broke out and wasn't extinguished until about midnight that night. So it went on for about two or three hours. So if they go next test, they could do a 10 uh, Raptor test. They could also do a 15 Raptor test, kind of double the seven test from before. And then from 15, maybe they'll do 16 uh, or 15 or 16. And then maybe they'll double that to 30-ish. But it seems like they're going to be doing baby steps and it's going to take a little while for them to get this done. Elon thinks November. It's October right now. They have a whole month of testing ahead of them. Now, this is the thing that, you know, Elon has said numerous times, numerous, numerous times that they're going to be doing this, you know, doing the testing for a month and then they're going to launch it. We have road closures on Friday, which is a weird day to do a road closure, October 7th. 
Elon and SpaceX kind of had a a uh, a deal in place with the local community there, with the local government, and they said, "Yeah, we're probably not going to test on Fridays most of the time because the beach we want the beach open." You know, the the local community wanted the beach open because summertime for that beach, it's you know the locals love it there. It's pretty good business for the area. Um, and the locals are used to having that beach open for them on Friday, but 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Friday. Monday, there's one from 10 or 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. It's the 10th of October. Tuesday the 11th, same thing, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Wednesday as well, possible closures. They were going to do one on Thursday. And on Wednesday, the closure was canceled. The beach is open on Wednesday and Thursday this week, the 5th and the 6th. So... Does that show that maybe Friday they're going to keep the beach open and the closure will cancel? We're going to have to find out until Friday. And if they do, they're probably just going to get booster ready for upcoming tests. They could fill it up with some fuel, get it ready to go. But also they could do spin prime test and then figure out the next static fire in succession of the seven Raptors from before. If you like this content, make sure to hit the subscribe button. I'm just talking today. There's nothing rehearsed off the cuff. This is just me talking about these subjects and knowing what I know and being in this industry for about four or five years now as an independent, um, as an independent, what would I even call myself? I'm a space reporter first and foremost, Elon reporter as well. So you know what? I want to say thank you to everybody who has been supporting the show. If you made it this far through the show, uh, that's that's it, man. Thank you. I, I really do appreciate you. And if you've subscribed to the show, you are a champ. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a last couple of days. I've been on the road. I've been traveling. So if I seem a little bit out of it, <laughs> that's why. I'm a little bit tired. And I'm just going off here and talking about the stuff that I love. So again, I appreciate your time. And I appreciate you spending your time here with me. So take care of yourselves, please. And take care of each other. And make sure to check out starshipshirts.com for all of your SpaceX and NASA and space-related merch. Only $16.99 per piece of merch. It's a pretty good deal. All right, guys. Thanks so much.